Fiona. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's something. I was trying to eat my gum. And we have our other uh, ghoul friend with us, Daniela. Hi, Daniela. Hi, guys. Sorry, I'm chewing gum. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you guys. What? What do ghosts like to... I start, Let me start over <laughs> with this question. I swear I haven't had any drinks yet. Where do ghosts like to go swimming? I don't know. Lake Erie. <laughs> I mean, it's a real place, so it's probably accurate. It is. No, was Erie the lake uh, that was feeding... No, no, no. Was it Lake Huron that's feeding Flint, Michigan that they moved or they they rerouted water for and now they've been poisoning people for the last six years and no one's doing anything about it which oh, which of the lakes it would that? make more sense if it was eerie just the name but <laughs> to our to our listeners in michigan we're real sorry that yeah, that hasn't yeah. been fixed it's been a long time <laughs> yeah well back to some other happiness <laughs> i have a joke for you guys go for it what is a zombie's favorite bean i don't know a human being. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I like that one. Well, what do you? What plants do? You, oh my god! <laughs> what do plants do? They photosynthesize. <laughs> what plants like Halloween the most? Ooh, which ones? Bamboo. <laughs> I even got like a little bit of a smile out of Jared. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. Should we get into mm. our booze news? Booze news. Booze news. <laughs> Song gets better and better every time. Or worse mm. and worse. You guys are a fan of the uh, Anne Rice books, of right? Of course I am. I'm a fan of Anne Rice before she found God. That's fair. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, n- no shade against anyone that, that is a believer, but her books were better before she found the lord i mean i can agree with that (laughs) well down with christianity no no no, it's it's not that i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't care believe what you want as long as you're a good person just the the books were better before she found god (laughs) well um this is pretty interesting so uh amc just purchased the rights to 18 of her novels Mm. and is going to be developing a series based on the vampire chronicles and the witches of new haven I support and this. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what else, but you know, AMC is pretty good with yeah, some of their They've been coming series. out with some good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walking Dead kind of lost it, but... I mean... You know. Yeah, let's not get into but Walking Dead. <laughs> I, I was super into Interview with the Vampire when I was Me younger. Too. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I read all her books. I'm all for this. So, um, this is great news. So, I was excited for that. I yeah, like man. it. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> um, I am uh, IFC movie, The Relic, the Australian horror, is uh, coming to video on demand uh, July 10th. And it will also be released in uh, drive-in theaters on July 3rd. So get some fireworks and watch a horror movie at the same time. That sounds fun. Whoop, whoop. I mean, it'd be uh, cool if like somebody like got like eaten or something and then that's when the fireworks go off yeah man (laughs) support this that will add something to it (laughs) it's a nice uh plan for fourth of july i like that if you don't feel like celebrating uh 
this country right now. Which some of us probably don't. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's going to be a lot of uh, people wearing black that day, apparently. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but um, another new horror film, actually from Dave Franco. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Since when is he a... When does he make movies? Since Not now. Not them, but like... You're yeah. thinking of James Franco. Oh, you're right. No, yeah, Dave's he, his brother. Yes. Yeah, and, but to answer your question, James Franco's actually made a lot of movies. Really? Yes, he yeah. has. I did not know that. Yeah. He's a smart mofo. He, he has really like a, a degree in philosophy from USC and he actually lectures on it and such. He's actually brilliant. You wouldn't know from his movies, mm-hmm. but he's actually brilliant. I've loved him ever since that series he did uh, that didn't do very well. I think it only did like three seasons. Um... I can't remember what it was called with uh, Seth Rogen and oh, Linda the Cardellini. Coll- the college one. Yeah. Oh, that show. I know what you're talking I about. What I can't called. think of the name. It was like mm. three seasons or something. But it was good. It would have been better if it was done now, I think, than the time that it was done. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, his brother, Dave, is uh, directing a new film called The Rental, and it will be releasing on... July 24th. It didn't say exactly where, but I'm assuming they'll probably bring it to the drive-in theaters, which is pretty much getting really popular these days. Um, but if not, I'm sure it'll be like on a video on demand. Um, but it stars Dan Stevens, Allison Brie, his wife. I don't know if you guys knew that. I did not know that. Mm-mm. They are married. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Sheila Vond and uh, Jeremy Allen White and Toby Huss. So he was, I actually loved him in uh, Warm Bodies. Oh, oh yeah. I love and that movie. And he was also, he's in Fright Night? The I remake th- of Fright Night. I think so. The yes. one that had Colin Farrell yes. in it. Mm-hmm. I think he was the, the lead guy in that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. That'll be yeah. cool. So it sounds really cool. It's uh, basically saying they're going on a little uh, uh, getaway and then they, uh, in their rental house and they notice some creepy things happening somebody's spying on them mm. oh so it's like hush but everybody can hear yeah okay <laughs> yeah gotcha so we'll see what dave franco has coming for us hopefully it's good hopefully it's good i think <laughs> yeah. i'm trying to, I, I know that uh james franco's actually done he's done a lot of different films um so i guess that the filmmaking gene just runs that family did he win for the disaster artist that was such a great movie I really liked it, especially because it was a true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he brought the guy to the Golden Globes with him. Yep, he did. And brought him up on stage. And I'm pretty sure he I won something. I think he won for actor? So we actually, Probably. We actually right. watched that movie after we watched The Disaster Artist. <laughs> and it was pretty fantastic. Which yeah. movie? The movie the that the one. movie was based off yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It was pretty good. Cult classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then in continuing on with our efforts to help raise and lift people of color within the horror community, we have a couple more uh, POC creators that we'd like to highlight in this episode. And Bree, I think you found these two as well. Yes, I did. So um, I found Pretty Boy Gothic. Uh, they're based in Houston, Texas, and they make men's designs and 25% of the profits um, are made from their pain fundraiser t-shirt and uh, it will be, the profits will be donated to the Know Your Rights Foundation. Right on. 
So that's pretty amazing. Um, you can find them on Instagram. Instagram's very popular these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how everybody's getting their getting the word out. Um, the other one I found is uh, Sinister Sisters. And it's an alternative clothing shop based here in Los Angeles. I've actually hmm. bought from them before. Oh. They have like all kinds of fun harnesses and yeah. shirts and stuff. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of great stuff. I actually feel like I've seen their shop like while driving down there mm-hmm. and just maybe not like noticing it was them. So next time I drive downtown, I'm going to I'm going to go check it out. Take a stop. Yeah. Go check it out. They got some cool things, but they also have an Instagram. So please follow, check them out, check their shop out, buy some stuff. Support artists of color. Please. Do it. <laughs> Especially in the horror community, because people of color have been oppressed and marginalized in this country for 400 years. And uh, the horror community has definitely not done its part to continue to lift up people of color. So and we help talk, support. We talked about taking action, not just, you mm-hmm. know, just posting. Know and, where yeah. your dollars go. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's that's the biggest place that you can make an impact is with where you spend your money, whether it's, you know, donating to various causes or, you know, helping to purchase from authors of color or other shops of color. So definitely know where your money's going. So this week we are going to talk about the movie uh, The Wretched by the Pierce Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so very interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was so interesting for me about this movie and the reason why I wanted to watch it, um, this film was number one at the box office yep. in its opening weekend. And then it actually remained at number one at the box office for I think three or four weeks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Five weekends in a row. Five weekends in a row. Um, although, granted, if there would not have been a pandemic, I'm sure that Black Widow would have been <laughs> number one. Yeah. Uh, but, but a lot of the big blockbusters got pushed back. So, But still, the fact that a horror movie was number one for five weekends is still, pretty is still pretty crazy. Yeah. So it actually earned a good chunk of change. Um. And, you know, I forget lots of lots of gross earnings and such, but uh, it was a an independent film, did not recognize any of the names no. in the movie. But I didn't so, really know much about the Pierce brothers. Yeah, I didn't until either. after this. Right. I didn't either. <laughs> so I started kind of like looking more into them and see if there's, you know, other things that they did before this. And um, just looking into it, they this was really like they're i would say the biggest one mm-hmm. um because before that uh they their first movie they did was sorry going to scroll down called deadheads it was it came out in uh 2011 i remember um, deadheads yep and I, I i had to go back and look i was like oh yeah i did see that. i didn't know they did that <laughs> yeah so that was like their first thing that they did together um but they actually um got a lot of this uh movie uh, well i would say low budget horror movie inspiration thanks to their father bart pierce uh who at one time was an aspiring filmmaker um and he worked on the special effects uh for the legendary evil dead oh and uh he was two years old and he went down to in the basement to see what his dad was doing 
and he was uh, finishing the final horror sequence of the original Evil Dead. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. So that's where their inspiration comes for these little creepy movies. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Very I was cool. trying to do a lot of, um, you know, research, just trying to find out, you know, more about them and, you know, kind of where the inspiration for this movie um, came, you know, came into play. And uh, they definitely really like kind of like the the gore but also they really got into um like like witchcraft and like different um like mythology like they were looking at the story about uh, a witch called um black annie who she she lives underneath a tree and eats children <laughs> yeah this was definitely not your typical witch movie it's no. not no. It, it wasn't like although it did kind of remind me of the movie the witch a little bit um yeah this was not your and and i love that movie it was so creepy but this one was definitely not your your typical witch movie Mm -mm. yeah yeah they definitely like kind of just dived in the whole witch uh subgenre and just try to uh, pull stories from there just to get inspiration for for this film um which i mean just and you know looking at that and then they went back to uh michigan to shoot the film which Michigan is a gorgeous, gorgeous oh, yeah. state when it's not covered in 12 feet of snow. <laughs> I mean, when I went to college there, I quite enjoyed it. It took me a little bit to acclimate to the weather, but then I was the weirdo coming back home while you guys were in like 40, 50 degree weather. I'm wearing shorts. While we were uh, <laughs> completely covered in parkas and such because 40 is so dang cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were in real dang cold. Yes. I had to walk to a class in a, an ice storm. Oh, my goodness. You really should have called in sick that day. <laughs> I thought they were going to call snow day, but apparently that's not the case. Not in Michigan. Michigan's hardcore. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you got to tough it out, girl. They're you got totally this. cool if you could just getting stuck in a blizzard. Oh, uh, yep, they're totally fine. Even driving there is in the snow is an experience. Yikes. If you uh, haven't driven in snow, don't do it. Oh, it sucks. Well, our, friend, <laughs> our friend Elise was from Michigan originally, and she oh, told yeah. me, we miss you, Elise. I hope that I love all your pictures of your cute babies on the Facebook and such and the Instagram. Um, but she used to tell me all kinds of crazy stories about having to go out, start your car early, having to put all this ter terrible chemicals on it to make sure the stuff didn't freeze. I'm like, God damn, why? Why would you live there on purpose? <laughs> Just the idea of like having to shovel your walkway <laughs> in Although, the morning. I'm like, no, Shovel the you. ice off your car. Yeah. That's nice. not even fun. <laughs> Although when I, went to, uh, when I went to Madison earlier this year for work and it was still snowing and still freezing and, and ridiculously cold, because I think I went in like January or February. And uh, let me tell you, Wisconsin in February is just delightful. Uh, a couple of the guys that actually lived there had heated driveways. Oh, that's cool. To melt the snow. That's neat. Like, hmm, that's how I'd survive. Right. <laughs> that's what I'd do. <laughs> that's smart right there. Also <sighs> sounds expensive. Right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> So the story actually starts in uh, 1985 uh, when the uh, babysitter, Megan, comes into the Gamble's home to babysit their daughter. Um, and she ends up in the basement 
and finds a creature feeding off of a little girl. Uh, she tries to escape, but the door gets slammed on her, and so we're just assume she's not alive anymore. And we notice this strange symbol on the door. Um, and then the story comes into present day, where we meet Ben, and uh, he comes to live with his father Liam, and uh, his parents are you know kind of in the middle of a divorce, so. Um, he gets sent there to work and, uh, Ben gets a job at the marina where he, uh, befriends Mallory. Um, he also notices that his dad is, uh, kind of getting close to Sarah, another woman that works there. And, um, in the woods, Dylan, the son of Liam's neighbor, Abby, finds a tree with the same symbol that we see sort of at the, the opening scene of the movie. And, uh, he hears what sounds like Abby's voice coming like from the tree. But, um, before he, before the real Abby appears, they bring like a, a buck home that they hit that night and something crawls out of the buck's corpse. Ew. Ooh, the part was so gross. <laughs> Again, um, back to animals being killed. I know when brutalized that, that whole movies. part, I was like, Bleh. <laughs> so gross (laughs) but um ben befriends dylan and uh that night abby goes to check on sam in his crib and in his room she hears this like little crunching sound and (laughs) it's like felix he just he doesn't meow or speak at all the only way that we know he's around is he goes (laughs) and that's it don't know what that cat sounds like yeah so creepy so then she's attacked after that um you know and then ben later notices you know abby going into the wood uh into the the wood <laughs> the forest <laughs> sorry the woods <laughs> yeah with you a got, child. sometimes you gotta go into the wood <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> oh so many jokes <laughs> yeah you know i just i walked right into that anyway. you, you did you walked into the wood brie i did <laughs> so um ben is suspicious and he starts you know kind of reading about a witch that is known for possessing people and taking children and um he goes into Abby's cellar and finds a picture of the family. And along with the picture is Mallory and her sister, Lily, making him realize that the witch is after Lily next. And so he, while Ben is with Sarah, he notices that, you know, the flowers are decaying. So she realized, he realizes that she is possessed by the witch. Um, And the other thing I noticed about that part is she had said that, She's vegan and she doesn't right. do dairy. And she's pouring yeah. she glass pours of milk. coffee creamer in her coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, oh, I noticed that like more than the dead flowers. I think the minute that part <laughs> happened, I was like, oh shit, she's it. She's mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> but like she, so once, you know, she, he, he, she realizes that he notices he, he, she tries to attack him and um, he slashes her arm, but the witch makes it looks like he attacked Sarah for no reason. So he's, you know, taken into custody. Um, the uh, officer driving Ben to the station attempts to drown him at the beach um, until a dog attacks and the, the officer shoots 
the dog and then himself. But it's important to note the dog doesn't die. Thank yes. God. I will I will ruin that because we were all like, no. Yeah, I almost turned the damn movie off. Like, I'm telling you, that's like the only reason I can't watch John Wick yeah. is because the dog. I refuse to watch John Wick. I refuse to watch John Wick. We have a thing with like animals dying and, and little babies. Yeah. No. It's, it's very sad. No. <laughs> do can't not handle it. Dog. Well, like the part where they like kind of we're starting to, to gut the the buck oh that was <laughs> gross <laughs> i mean like i know it was like a little evil creature coming and out of it of, but still one of the rabbits disappears yeah if it disappears that's real unfortunate but there's a chance it could still be alive because i didn't see it <laughs> right <getting murdered. laughs> right so, so we'll just say that the rabbit the op- is alive the optimist to me says that the bunny ran away <laughs> that would be a smart bunny but we know the dog got shot, but the dog doesn't die. That's Thank important God. to know. <laughs> yeah, so that so that part is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but meanwhile, that is happening. Um, Liam finds the dead bodies of Ty and Abby at their house. And then Sarah comes back in to try to sneak up on Liam. And then Ben arrives and shoots her. And then the witch crawls out of Sarah's corpse. It goes after Ben. Yeah. It was so nasty. <laughs> um, but uh, he gets to Liam uh, to he gets Liam to safety, and the the house burns down. <laughs> and then uh, Ben suddenly remembers that he has a little brother, um, and basically realizes that the witch this whole time was making him uh, forget about him, that he ever even existed. Mm-hmm. Oh, some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I would hate if somebody made me forget about all the important people in my life. <laughs> but, but I mean, you wouldn't know what you're missing. Well. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in the end, uh, Ben and Mallory uh, go go to the tree and rescue their siblings from it. And um, as Ben rescues... Nathan and Lily, Liam arrives and rams his car into the witch. (laughs) Um, Basically, I guess, thinking that she's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But then um, later, um, Ben is, you know, basically leaving and uh, he kisses Mallory goodbye. And um, she puts like a little flower in his hair. And I think that was kind of like, I don't know, hinting almost in a way but that was her giving him the yeah. big middle finger and yeah like, i won that's what i felt like that yeah i was like that's exactly what it was <laughs> and then like after he's you know driving away you know he notices the the flower is fake which now he knows that mallory is now possessed with the witch and she's left alone in a boat with, with three, children with children Mm-mm. So the witch is still alive, Mm-mm. eating all the children. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like some of the effects in this. Uh, oh, they were spectacular. Yeah, I think that's why it was just so successful. And which is crazy because it was like super low budget. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had some really good effects, really good makeup. Which, I mean... I like that they didn't overdo it with the special effects. Either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it seemed like it was mostly, like, just makeup and, mm-hmm. and you know, 
like that kind of stuff. I find out who the makeup artist was on this one because that was really good. It was really well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I actually really like how it ended. Mm-hmm. I, I like when it's kind of left out in the open and leaves you hanging. You kind of want more. more. A little cliffhanger. Because like for There's me. A second one. Well, yeah. Well, like for me, it started out so slow so that when it got to like the end, when all the action, when everybody started realizing like what's going on, I was like, ooh, this is getting good. And then when it got to the end, I was like, shoot, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that was, you know, I guess that was kind of my complaint is they did a brilliant job of planting all of these little bits of information, like starting from the beginning um because yes they they starts off real strong and first off i don't know who needs to hear this stay out of the goddamn basement oh my god for the love of god please (laughs) that's literally the whole moral of the story like i i I remember because it was like the first three minutes of the movie and i got up to go get something and said i'm gonna turn this off because seriously if like three minutes in we're already going down to the basement like you already know something bad's gonna happen come on yeah, like nothing good. I was just stay out. Yeah, like just get stay out. And one of the things we said we didn't really recognize any of the characters. I did actually recognize the mother, Abby. Um, oh. her her name is Azzy Tesfai. I want to say she's Persian or maybe Armenian. Um, but she was she has um been on Melrose Place, Law and Order, SVU. Oh, so she's been around. Um, Royal Pains. She did Silicon Valley season three. So she's actually been in. Quite oh. a few TV stuff. Yeah, I had never, I had never seen anybody from this movie before. She was the only one I recognized her face, but I wasn't sure exactly what she had been in until I looked it up. Gotcha. Yeah, I hadn't, I didn't recognize anybody. And the the I I like that they planted little seeds of things. So we start off and we see, all right, there's a witch that's eating a kid, and then we see the symbol on the door. But then it gets really, really quiet until we start seeing like the little like the little boy that's getting lured in the woods. And then he sees the little uh, creature running around rabbit hole thing that nobody else sees. And so I, I like that. You see all these little pieces and whoever played the mom, I got to look her up on IMBD. But she did a. She was mega creepy. Yeah. After yeah, she, she was. after she got possessed, she was super freaking yeah. creepy. Yeah, she was. Um, and I liked that it it built slowly, which was nice, but it was a little too slow during the middle. Like I think Brie, you even fell asleep. Yeah, we were watching. It. Okay, and um, just to put the note out there, <laughs> I had champagne. <laughs> while trying to watch I'm, this. I may or may not have given Brie an entire um, bottle of But yes, the, the, the beginning for me was really slow and I did fall asleep. But when I watched it for a second time, all the way through, not falling asleep, like I still felt the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I still felt it just didn't really have that build up until right at the, the very end. Mm-hmm. But Zara I, Mailer, that was her name. That played, yeah, that played oh. my mom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Zara. Okay. She did a really great job. Yeah, she did. But I did like um, kind of the whole like low and slow feel um, that the, the cinematographer um, gave that kind of like just kind of helped built 
the the chills and everything that was happening once that the story started to pick up um he did a really good job like just catching like certain like uh shots like the the tree trunk yeah or like you know the the rain drenched children's toys like it i don't know he did a really good job and good direction from the the pierce brothers with that too because i think there was just those like little nuances that really helped um, and, the film and i gotta tell you the section that i could have lived without was like the mega angsty pool party oh when when ben <laughs> ditches his dad and Sarah and he's supposed to have dinner with them and so forth. And then he goes to this real shitty party. Mm -hmm. It just, it, and, and (laughs) the whole thing with his broken arm and you know, it's this big mystery and he broke it, breaking into somebody's house, trying to steal a bottle of Oxy or some other kind of whatever. Falls out of a two story window. or Yeah. And it was just, it was very like (laughs) anticlimactic. I was expecting like, oh, I got into a fight with this person and I got all these rage issues and so forth and I got the crap beat out of me. Um, but it just... I I struggle with those scenes because a lot of them aren't very well done. Yeah. And I don't know any adult that sa- has told me, I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know a single adult that has told me my teenage years were great. If I could go back, I would do it all over again. Right. And if we have listeners that that's the case, good on you. It was definitely not me. <laughs> so the the scenes I know are supposed to kind of be nostalgic and mm-hmm. make you kind of feel for the kids, but they're just so painful. Yeah. And it felt really unnecessary, especially when they take his clothes, when he goes in the pool after the super cute girl. And it's just that's been, just such a typical. I feel like very that's happened tired. so many times in movies. It really yeah. has, though. How many times have they gone gone into the pool and the girl convinces the kid to take off his shorts and then she just gets out of the pool and leaves right. him there? Like, and it's like, on. and it and it just was not. It wasn't essential to character development, no, and it wasn't no. essential to plot development either. Right. So I could have totally done without that. 15 minute section of the film (laughs) and that and to that point like it probably would have sped up the beginning part a little bit better um now when the witch does after the the witch crawls out of the buck Mm -hmm. and starts rolling around the house and like making all kinds of noise and stuff yeah and he sees her sitting on the porch like Mm -hmm. that scared the shit out of me yeah Yeah. what the hell is that that was a good part yeah that i mean and there were some suspenseful moments and then you know with the mom trying to find the little boy dylan that was hiding over she's scary as hell and she tries to open the door and i'm like no don't let her in (laughs) right don't let her in right um yeah she did a really good job she did she was terrifying um there's so there were some definitely good parts and i like that they strung these little easter eggs throughout the film and then toward the end it's just boom 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 boom. Mm -hmm. but to that point i wish that they would have paced out the story a little bit more yeah yeah that's my one criticism I, i i definitely agree I don't know if I'd necessarily consider it possession. It was more like she took over the the actual skin and body. it wasn't mm-hmm. like spiritual Mm-mm. possession. It was more like like a skin crawler, skin walker kind of situation mm-hmm. where they literally oh, yeah. take over the skin of someone else. It's so Ugh. gross. <laughs> so gross. So nasty. <laughs> it's like that scene in um Stupid Men in Black with the bug. 
Oh, yeah. Where he, like, oh, puts Vin- the skin suit on. With Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> who's already just a creepy guy. In the yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> Super gross. He's been yeah. creepy since the cell. That, no, that definitely, like, perfectly describes that for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if I can call it a possession. No, I wouldn't either. Because I feel like possession's more like spirits, evil, mm-hmm. evil you know, the, the, the Warrens will come and throw some holy water on you. <laughs> right. They're right. going to come out in the middle of the film. <laughs> so funny. Go in that rocking chair. Oh, God. <laughs> what did you guys like the best about the movie? I thought the makeup was really well done. Yeah, I thought I that the way that they made the witch look was mm-hmm. really cool. And I liked like the aesthetic of the, the woods and... Mm-hmm. And all of that. I definitely feel like the town that they kind of based it in was great. Um, that was probably my favorite thing about it. I just thought it was, like, aesthetically it looked really good. Agreed. What about yeah. you, Brie? Um, the same for me. But um, in kind of going off what you were saying about the uh, possession, like, I don't know. I like the way that the witch was possessing them. Like... I know the part was probably gross to you guys, but I just love it when, like, the witch was done with that body. She just, like, crawled out of it. <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. I'd Like, it was just different because, I mean, other than, like, we were talking about Men in Black or we haven't really seen anything like that, um, at least for me in, like, horror films. And I like, especially with witches, dealing with possession and other kind it's, of stuff. It's just like Alien with the little alien yeah. crawling out I just out like of how they kind of so combined gross. and made her... A, you know just a different kind of witch and trying to add in all those you know different mythological things and just making her different that's that was definitely my favorite part too i liked and appreciated that it wasn't your typical witch movie right yeah there's no pointy hat there's no, no. like long she, disgusting nose of the war no wand no and <laughs> no brooms <laughs> yeah and even you know like gretel and hansel i that's a whole other one that I haven't was, seen it yet. It, it, I haven't either. It was just a boring movie. Like that, that's what I heard. When you say you don't like one, I just don't bother watching. Well, it was I just feeling I won't like it. Either. It's, I still try to watch. watch them just to see it. Like I, don't I know. didn't yeah. bother with the turning, but it was just it was just such a boring movie. And Oof. even though I like that they were trying to make it not your typical witch movie, mm-hmm. it was just so boring. And. I, the thing that I liked the most about this film is that it was 100% not your typical witch film. Yeah. And while it was slow for the first half of it, it wasn't boring. No, the right. second half was really, really suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, like, I know the beginning was slow and I know they were trying to, like, just get into, like, all the backstories and, and all of that. But, like, which I, I didn't mind, even though I sleep <laughs> but i think i'll sleep twice <laughs> i don't remember the second time <laughs> but i mean i'm just saying like once it got to like all the good parts that's when like i don't know for me that's what i really got in the movie i agree with you guys although it was kind of slow in the beginning it still had me like wondering mm-hmm. what was gonna happen next yeah so that was kind of cool who is your favorite character in the movie the witch I like Mallory. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just creepy. I like, you know, I like other creepy stuff. Because I like hearing you guys scream and jump and <laughs> things that make you feel uncomfortable. I'm that weirdo. 
I liked Mallory. I think the dog was my favorite character. <laughs> the dog. What about the bunny rabbit? <laughs> so the bunny wasn't really like on stage that much, but the dog had a very important role of making sure that Ben didn't die. Yes. So the dog was my favorite for that very reason. I think actually one of my favorite scenes is when Mallory goes and knocks on the neighbor's door and puts the note and then she's like, I poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty awesome. We know what's in your basement. I liked her just for that reason because she was kind of, um, I don't know, just cocky and, you know, she's didn't care. Well, <laughs> she didn't take it seriously. No, she didn't take it right. seriously at all. Well, who was your least favorite? Mm, probably the probably Ben, ben. <laughs> so wrong I, I the team the teen angst was getting to you it was and i you know i don't no disrespect because i can't act my way out of a paper bag right but i didn't care for the actor mm-hmm. i didn't feel like he was casted very well Mm-mm. well and um, he but he didn't really i feel like he didn't push his I felt like there was a lot of emotion he probably could have put into the Mm -hmm. part, and he didn't. Like, very clearly, uh, Finn Wolfhard was not going to get paid enough to do this movie, so they picked (laughs) somebody else. I hope that kid sends his agent a real lovely fruit basket every year. I know, he's been... (laughs) He's been everywhere. And the the other um, uh, actor, young guy from um, It, that played... Why can I think... Of his name is the main, the main kid, Jordy's brother. Billy? Billy, thank you. That young guy. He's been getting in uh, some good movies, too. You know, one of the questions I was going to ask is, who would you rather see in some of these roles? That would be him. I would pick him. He would have been good yeah. in that role. Because I'd believe him more, especially yeah. if you're going to leave in like the real tired 15 minute teen angst scene (laughs) i believe it more for him than Mm -hmm. i would for the actor that they picked the other thing that i think would have been uh the other actor that i would have replaced is the gal that played mallory she was good yeah but i would have replaced her with abby glover who's the girl that that was in uh stranger things oh i love her oh yes i would have casted her in that role because i feel like she would have been funny yeah um i like the girl that played mallory i think she did a good job but mm-hmm. if i were to swap out i probably would have put the gal from stranger things yeah. in there too bad they couldn't get a little bit more it was probably because it was budget. more of a lower budget film yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah well, These, they, they, they've been in big things so they're like yeah no, oh yeah they're they're their agents are like no nope. working over <laughs> i'm like i i at least collect 20 percent of that so we're right. gonna have yeah. to go up <laughs> yeah we are definitely gonna have to go up on that <laughs> what did it cost what did this movie cost to make i don't remember seeing it it says it uh it it oh no no excuse me it made two hundred and seven thousand two hundred twelve dollars from the six weekend and I think appearing in 99 theaters, but I, mm-hmm. I think. So now it's up to, according to everyone's favorite Wikipedia, it's currently made 1.4 million at the box office, but I can't wow. find. Yeah, but I can't, you can't find the budget. No, I can't find the budget. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to yeah, find the budget either. either, but I was seeing that it's definitely going up there mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Based on the earnings, I'm assuming it was a very low budget movie. <laughs> yeah. Probably something like Night of the Living Dead, where it was like $150,000, like something really something low. Something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, if you were writing the screenplay, would you have changed the ending? No. No. I, I like the ending. I would have left it just the way they had it. Yeah. Because I feel like it would... I think we would hate it more if it had a happier ending. I didn't see it coming, to well, be honest. Yeah. I wish that... So the running time on it was 96 minutes. I wish that it would have been longer, but I wish that they would have, one, stretched out the suspense of the plot a little more throughout the movie so it was more balanced. But two, they could have added an extra 20 minutes onto this easily and incorporated more about the backstory of the witch and, you know, other mysterious cases that had happened in the area. Like, there's a lot more that they could have done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, have, I love the ending. The yeah, ending the ending was, awesome. was perfect. Yeah, but I would have, I would have extended it a little more and added some. Yeah, there's a lot of things at the pieces. beginning I would have taken out mm-hmm. and added what you were saying. Like, just, I don't know, just some other ones to, like more Easter eggs, like right. in the beginning yeah. to kind of pull us in a little bit more. And I love the movies that research or that actually incorporate folklore and that incorporate, mm-hmm. you know, fact and, right. and actual things that have happened in various places. I wish that like, the way that like Candyman incorporated actual murders that had occurred right. in the projects. I mean, I wish that they would have done a little more of that and kind of goes back to, it chapter one, which was one of the best horror movies that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It was great for so many reasons, but, and it was long. It was a couple hours long, but they did a great job building the backstory of Pennywise and yeah. Mike did all the research mm-hmm. on Deary and all these people that had gone missing and everything else. And I wanted more of that, especially for Me that too. area. And yeah. the piece that was a little out of place too is the very beginning in 1985 when she goes down to the basement and we start out so strong with you know a witch eating somebody and then the door closes and then you see the symbol and then that was it and And that was nothing (laughs) yeah and then then there's nothing so i wish that they would have done that they would have expanded on the legend of black annie because you can i mean you can go down the google rabbit hole and read all about the european folklore behind black annie Mm -hmm. um and I kind of wish that they would have done that. They couldn't even. They could have even done something in the beginning where sometimes there's like a little bit of a like they put you know a little story on the screen and they're mm-hmm. like you know back in blah 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 or mm-hmm. just something like just like you said to add on to it a little bit more. Yeah, give it a little more substance Def. as opposed to yeah, not a whole lot of something. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and another um, uh, myth that they actually kind of combined with the story of Black Annie was um, the Boo Hag. Oh, yeah! (laughs) And it's an Appalachian uh, myth about a skin-stealing creature. Mm -hmm. So is. Definitely. I wish they just would have, you know, took those two two stories and just really, like you said, just kind of added, you know, a little bit more in the beginning. Because, like, I don't know, just kind of left me hanging. Then you got that whole middle... Got the pool party scene. <laughs> Which was really unnecessary. It was, it was really... Yeah, and then it, stuff starts happening. Yeah. It was just really... It was very oddly placed within the film. And right. Like, okay, if you want to give the kids a backstory, that could have happened at the lake while I mean, they were working. I guess they were trying to do it because they wanted to have a thing between him and Mallory where she got upset about like him trying to be with another girl or mm-hmm. that he liked her. And then he was kind of like, you know, 
going to just kiss this other girl or whatever, but it's still unnecessary. And they just, wanted to build, and I, I get that they wanted to build conflict between he and his dad because right. he ditched yeah. his dad right. to, to go to the party, but there were a lot of other ways that they could have accomplished that. So that was another part of the movie that kind of bothered me a little bit. I didn't like this, the story with the father where he like, I don't know, it's just always bothered me. They never believe him. You know, it's never yeah. like, it's like, no, you're crazy. Like, anything you say, <laughs> it's garbage. I mean, would I have believed me when I was a kid? Probably not. Hell no. no. I know what not. I was out doing. <laughs> but the but the part where... I mean, really. Like, I, I, so I understand that adults don't believe kids. And, like, let's be real. Have you listened? Have you, like, eavesdropped on the conversations that adolescents have? I have. And you just want to... Here and there. You want to shove a screwdriver through your head. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's so bad. And so, I, like, I go back and think, I'm like, was I really that annoying? Oh my god, I ask him that all the time. I'm I asked like, Jared that all the time. Was I that annoying? And my yeah. mom tells me all the time I was terrible. I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember being that obnoxious. But like, I feel like I wasn't. And disenchanted. Because I, I can't really I say like that, that I was rebellious like, than obnoxious. Yeah, I wasn't really like in the in crowd, so to speak. I don't know. Like within my friends, like, you know, we were popular with each other. But I mean, like, <laughs> but as far as like the whole school, like I wouldn't say that we were like the... I don't know, popular kids. No. So. The only kids that were nice to me were the goths, the theater nerds, and the gays. So that's who I hung out with in school. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, those were the groups, and that's where yeah. I identified. And I played in bands from, like, 13 to 19 and snuck out my window to go do stuff. But, I like, was, yeah, I wasn't popular in high school. So, like, at 16, I was, like, sneaking out of the house and going oh, yeah. and hanging out with, like, older People I was a nerd. And- I just stayed home and read. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. So your mom would have believed you. <laughs> she probably would, but she was also the one like, oh, you're going to the movies with your friends? I'll be in the back <laughs> while oh, you're having fun. Hell no. <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> it wasn't until later in life I got to like go by myself. Like She would drop me off and just pick me back up. If I couldn't ride a skateboard to the movie theater, then I would have my mom drop me off like way around the corner. Like I'll walk the rest of the way. I know, Thanks, which mom. like hindsight, I now feel really terrible about because I love my mom so much. Yeah. And I'm like, God. Well, I, was... I know that it was just for our protection, right? Eh. <laughs> Let's. What's your mom gonna do? Beat somebody with a with a stick? Yeah, she would. <laughs> but I the scene that the scene that like annoyed Have you seen me the my most. My mom use her cane. Was um when the father's about to go to the police station and then he's like, no, I think I'm going to go over to the neighbor's house and just walk in there and go into the basement. It's I'm going like, to go into the basement. That's not a good idea. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> that kind of stuff doesn't happen in where, where I was living or in my family. In like, Michigan? Well, well, not in Michigan, but I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying like, if I had a we, house We lock doors. <laughs> so. Well, when well, we don't have basements in California. Well, and that too. Thank uh, God. <laughs> yeah, we the the risk of Mother Nature lifting our homes from the earth and p- placing them elsewhere That's is minimal. <laughs> um, other states aren't so fortunate. Um, but yeah, no base, no basements here in Southern California. But yeah, I should have just got. And I get it; they're trying to build something on it. But <laughs> yeah, no. just go to. Just I go think to the I feel like they could have built on it when he was standing in the kitchen with her, mm-hmm. as opposed to wandering into the house and then she like right. wanders in after him. And I don't know. That whole scene was kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Going and trying to just walking into people's houses and who does that? <laughs> I who don't. That? Uh, no joke. Our next door neighbor 
uh, who I think you guys were already. Go- no, you were still here, Brie. But I think you had already gone home. A crazy next door neighbor who is just a weirdo and nobody knows where I live. So it doesn't it doesn't matter that I'm saying this uh, for our 10 year <laughs> wedding anniversary party that we did last summer. Our next door neighbor who was not invited. You remember this? Just yes. Walked in the laughing. front door and walked through to the backyard what? while our. Yeah. And started trying to drink our booze. I'm like, I'm sorry. Can you not be here? You are not invited. Oh my god! Please don't eat my food or drink my alcohol. Okay. Well, apparently someone away. does do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the kind of weird stuff that I think neighbors that feel real comfortable do it, but I or people that are completely clueless. I'd say clueless. I've never had a neighbor, no matter how close I was. Like I'm just gonna walk into my neighbor's house. <laughs> I mean, like I'll tell my neighbor across the street because I love her and I trust You're her. Like, hey, I'm coming over. I'm gonna walk right in. Maybe, yeah, or but. or like if she's coming over here, I'll just be like, yeah, doors unlocked. Come in. Totally like, different. That kind of stuff. But totally the, different. yeah, this freaking weirdo just walked right in. Hey, how's to it the going, house. guys? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's like. It's not out of, but same thing. If we know that if if we're home and somebody's not coming over that we're not aware of, we lock our front door. I yeah. don't even feel comfortable just walking in your house after I, I know. knock. Like, and we clearly aren't friends because everybody else does when they're coming. I just over. have this. I <laughs> just have this thing. Like, I don't like going into people's refrigerators. I don't like just walking into people's houses. But here's the thing. I don't like showing up unannounced. You standing on my doorstep is just gonna make Peanut bark that much longer. I was surprised she didn't go crazy today. Uh, she did <laughs> she did you didn't hear her? i only heard her in the second half <laughs> i was standing there for a minute she went well because we we were in here and we thought you were gonna come in oh, we're like yeah. she knows just to walk in it's no. fine but yeah you were standing there so i w- when we finally figured it out we opened the door so the reason why you didn't hear her for the first part is because she was in here with us oh, okay uh, that makes more sense <laughs> and then as soon as we let her out she knew that somebody then was i heard her door. i was like oh hi peanut yeah. <laughs> but sometimes she's a real bad guard dog and doesn't quite get it. Okay, so I'll, for future reference, I'll just walk into your house please. whenever I want. Yeah, please. <laughs> like, people do it all the time. Uh, as long as I have your permission. <laughs> well, and I can see, like, going back to the parent, like, parents not trusting their kids. I can see parents not trusting kids. Always trust your pets. Yes. Yep, they know. Your pets know things that you don't. They yes. see things that we don't. They do. They see things 100%. we don't. They hear things we don't. Always trust your pets. So, like, when the dog was attacking the cop, like, yep. mm-hmm. dog knew this was wrong. Dog was there. Always I trust I was just pets. so happy the dog survived. Okay. I did, too. I, I was about to be real angry if I was ready to just make stop it. watching the movie at that point. I'm just like, <laughs> nope, you guys lost me when you killed the dog. <laughs> nope. I feel like they, they seem to do that in, um, in horror movies where they're, I don't know, I feel like they're always trying to kill some animal. And try to make us all sad. <laughs> like in The Conjuring. Yep. Not necessary. No. Like in Amityville. I was like, Ryan Amityville. Reynolds, don't kill that dog. Which, I don't remember that in the OG Amityville. No, I don't think Even it was the, the campy OG. horror, like, drag me to hell where she feeds the kitten to the demon and then he, like, spits it out at her. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, did you really need to do that, uh, Yeah, though? thanks, Sam Raimi. Did you need that? <laughs> was that necessary? <laughs> Mm-mm. Apparently it is. Can't even watch fucking Turner and Hooch because the dog dies at the end. Mm. Well, it's like that movie, the uh, the all the dog, like a dog's life, a dog's purpose. I'm oh. like, the whole premise yep. of the movie is for the dog to die over, over and, and over and again. over again. No, Marley Hard and me. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> Any movie that's about a dog, 
99.9% of the time, dog's going to die at the end. Yep. I don't need to see that. There was a really good one on um, Disney Plus, though, called Togo. Mm-hmm. That was about um, a run. It was based on a true story about a run in, I want to say, Alaska or Antarctica. It's the Iditarod. Right. Yeah. Where they had to um, take medicine to a town via snow dogs because mm-hmm. that was the only way they could get it across. That was actually a really, really good movie. But did the dogs die? Of old age at the very end. But still. It I wasn't can't. bad, though. We've had too That's many animals. Good. It wasn't bad, though. Too many. I, <laughs> I can deal with that. But no, the killing of animals, no. Mm-mm. I can't do it. Nope. Cannot. Oof. Cannot. But yeah, I think overall, if I had to rate the movie on one to five screams, I'd probably give it a three. Peanut, stop eating your feet. Thank you. We're giving those zero screams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's about there, like a three or three and a half. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. bad. I if for me, I say the beginning was a three, but I feel like getting towards the end was more of a four. Yeah. For me. She can give it like a three and a half meet in the middle. Yeah, because I just I feel like it it tried to put a little bit of those Easter eggs in there just to keep us interested, even though like it was still pretty slow. But yeah, I, I, I'd say three point five. Well, going back to that point of it only being 96 minutes, I don't know why they're trying to force so much into such a, such a small amount of time. Just, just make it a little bit longer. Into the, but into just the end. That was yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. the first... So you had the very beginning where they go into the basement like they're not supposed to. And then it's boring, 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 boring. Okay, a little bit good here. Boring, boring, boring. Oh, shit's happening here. It's real good now. <laughs> yeah. Like... And then it just doesn't stop after that. It's, it's like, like yeah. boom, 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 boom. It's like the 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 Blair Witch formula, <laughs> where every, everything doesn't happen until the, the end. Very end. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a thing. fan of those movies. Oh God. No, and then after one, they just kind of got a little ridiculous. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, this is the most amazing movie!" No, it's and I not. watched it. and I'm like, uh, "Nope, no. <laughs> absolutely not." But it's the same thing, like for Paranormal Activity. I feel like Paranormal Activity got a lot of hype, and I didn't. They didn't need to make three of them. Or the first many one was good. It just... But, I mean, it wasn't like... It would have been better if they didn't go and say it was all fake. <laughs> well, it just didn't... It didn't blow me away. Yeah. The way... It, I, I felt like it didn't live up to the hype Mm-mm. that was given. There are um, so many other movies that are so much better when it comes to, like, spirits possessing and that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, and this one... This one I wanted to see because because of the hype around it, yeah. because it had done so well. And same thing, I don't feel like it lived up completely to the hype, but toward the end, it got really Yeah, yeah it was really suspenseful. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, and yeah. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, available uh, video on demand. It's on Voodoo. Voodoo, and I believe there are some drive-ins still playing it. Mm-hmm. So check out your local drive-in listings. Yeah, man. Do it. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> and that concludes our episode for today. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the Squad Ghouls. If there's anything that you would like us to discuss or review, our email is thesquadghouls at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and like us on Facebook. Creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.